One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show where we navigate the stories of our guests' past, letting their connections to music guide us. Thanks for listening. I'm Richard Chinqui. Our guest today is Joseph Hall. Joe's a third-year journalism student at FGCU and is also known as Joe the Sound Guy on Razzle Dazzle, the pop culture podcast hosted by our own Jared the Intern Gonzalez and former Three Song Stories guest Patrick Pereira, as well as the How to Cry Monster podcast, making this either a triple or sextuple crossover episode, depending on how you do the math. His journalism work has also been featured here at WGCU. I actually met Joe more than a year ago when he was a student at the voice acting class I co-teach. When I walked into the Razzle Dazzle studio and saw him there, I knew I was going to be inviting him on. And here we are. Hey there, Joe. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for being on. It's great to finally be on here. Yeah. Um, Your official title on uh, Razzle Dazzle is editor... And... Oh, goodness gracious. Um, (laughs) And... I believe... If memory serves, Check. it is editor slash sugar daddy. <laughs> Correct. Is it in that? Okay. How well, did that happen? That's a great question. Uh, um, you. What do you mean it's a great question? You're the one who started it. Well, here's the thing. Patrick, <laughs> in the group chat we have, he was like, he offered, hey, does anyone want to pay for a HBO Max subscription? <laughs> and I said, sure, I'll do it and we can share it all together. Ooh. And then, and then, and then. Patrick is like, sweet, what would you like in return? And then I jokingly suggested, of course, uh, we go in and change my title from editor to Sugar Daddy. And I forgot this was in a group chat. And Jared saw that, Uh wrote it down, and then proceeded to do it. It's I put that on for his credits. For every episode. I noticed. Like, yep. yep. From then on. Show you know? lore. I love yes. this. <laughs> right. Which doesn't even make sense because Patrick has more money than I. <laughs> but you're the sugar daddy. I guess. <laughs> I guess. You, should, you know what you need to do, actually? I need that, to own it. No, so like on our show, right, in the credits, yeah. right, our show, like, technical direction, by Jared the Intern Gonzalez. I, yeah. So, oh goodness! Like by Joseph Sugar Daddy Hall, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, well, that's, that's how I'm going to introduce you in uh, today's Delta. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Yeah, of course. Uh, all right. Um, the Delta for Razzle Dazzle. For Razzle Dazzle. Well, I uh, think we've said it. Why don't we? Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're the third guest from that show. Um, mm-hmm. So real fast, give me the elevator pitch on what Razzle Dazzle is, just for people who haven't heard of it before. College students talk about their favorite things of pop culture and video games. More than not, it's uh, video games. And it's just our, like, natural conversations about those things. Awesome. We also do what we call Delta episodes, which is without any strict guidelines. We just sit down and talk Hmm. about whatever comes to mind. Most likely, it's something stupid. (laughs) I remember a, a very vivid memory of my disdain for candy corn being a very hot topic. Oh, well, I mean, you're correct. Yeah. Okay, no one likes thanks. candy corn. Okay. It's I'm, not real candy. Richard, I want to shake your hand right yeah, now. Yeah, let's shake your hand. So awesome. this is- Thank this you is, very much. Look, uh, take that, Patrick. I take, take it, Patrick. I take, Lewis, I take Lewis Black's position on candy corn. Yeah, oh, they made all I of the candy Lewis corn. Black. Is it Lewis Black? I don't even remember who did it. Whoever- they, The angry comedian that all just the, shouts everything. No, no, I know who Lewis Black is. Yeah, I, I know. Um, they All of the candy corn in the world was made in like 1910. <laughs> and every year- 
they just collect all of the unused candy corn, which is yeah. like all of it, and they just sell it again next year. Amen. Okay, that's that's the hot take on candy corn. Yes. All right. How would you describe how would you describe the musical background of your childhood? So very much <laughs> all over the place. In that my dad was a kind of he was kind of a rocker. Not gonna lie, he was. Uh, you wouldn't guess it by the looks of him now because he just looks like a lame suburban dad. Did he look like a lame suburban dad back then? No, he did not. He looked like uh, a member of ZZ Top. <laughs> not quite in the other ways. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he would always play like 70s on 7. Okay. Stuff like yeah, yeah. that. Contrastedly, my mother, gigantic Christian lady. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> she's, she's big huge, on Christian music. There we go. That's the way. <laughs> that was the only thing she would play. Mm-hmm. Just about. So I found in my own, like, through experimenting, the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. naturally, mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. those two, mm-hmm. is modern rock. <laughs> I've, I remember when I f- listened to Nirvana for the first time, it was like an eye-opening experience. And... Just come as you are. Oh my goodness! It's none of the three songs in the stories, yeah. but like, I just remember feeling alive for the first time after hearing "Our God is a Awesome was, God." Yeah, Amen. Yeah, uh, Rich Mullins. Yeah, yeah. For fourteen million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up in a very similar way, and um, it was around middle school, I think, that mm-hmm. they started to loosen. You know the chains on what I could, what I, and it, I probably couldn't have gotten away with Nirvana in the middle of the house, right? But like, you know, in my room they kind of didn't mind. As I didn't even try it. I just yeah. kind of, I just kind of, you know, was a closeted punk mm-hmm. <laughs> my entire life. But you know, I, uh, I still appreciate Christian music. I won't listen to it if you put a gun to my head, like willingly. But I can appreciate, you know, both sides. I think the 80s is the second greatest era of music ever. Hmm. Second? Yes. What's, what's the first? Right now. Right now. Right now. Um, what is the litmus that you use to decide? Uh, how are you coming to that conclusion? Like that right now is the greatest? <laughs> Oof. I mean, if it gets me to move, <laughs> that's okay. it. Like it, like physically? Like Yes. It, okay. And if it gives me chills. You ever hear uh, something uh-huh. that just yeah just uh, get... frisian frisian is the word for that frisian. yeah it's oh a physiological response to external stimuli that causes like goosebumps and if it don't up. give me frisian I don't want it all right that's that's it dance you know getting you to move is a dangerous um, criteria because yeah. that's how you get disco Oof. right because it's the sixties it's late sixties and they're like you know what we really need to get pe- <laughs> we need to make songs that people will dance to so we don't need mm. so much of this folk stuff we need something that has like a, like a groove to it and they were like oh well there's this whole I mean we'll make twenty disco albums <laughs> so what you're trying to say is I'm one bad day away from being a disco guy well but disco doesn't usually lead to frisian so <laughs> I think you're in a good <laughs> no it does to- not <laughs> um. Uh, did you ever get them to listen to any of your music successfully? Uh, listen to it. Yeah. Uh, did you ever, I hesitate to use the word convert because of the top, <laughs> but like, but did you ever like, did you ever sell them on like, Hey, do you like this? And then they were like, That's um, a good joke. here's the thing. My mom and I share like an Apple music account and every now and again, <laughs> she'll text me. I was listening to the music again and you have some very good test tastes. Oh. Some. Yeah. Some of the music you like is very, very good, she says. She said. <laughs> um, so I guess in that regard, yeah. And my dad, whenever I would like 
find something on TV like a, I don't know, maybe Bon Jovi concert or something. Right. Maybe like an homage to Smashing Pumpkins. And I was like, hey, check this out. He'd, he'd actually like it. He'd enjoy it. He'd, uh, I don't know if he was just saying it because I enjoyed it. But like he seemed to genuinely like it. It's do, not his cup of tea, though, because, you know. Do they ever listen to music together? Um, <laughs> no. They're, uh, yeah, they got divorced like five years ago. Ah, okay. And now my mother lives on the other side of the country in Maine with her family. Uh-huh. And my dad lives down here with his now girlfriend. And uh, Okay. Well, yeah. uh, wait, wait. Uh, what, what, is, what would a road trip sound like? Oh, goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> I just remember... Those very terrible laptop-looking things that you put a DVD in oh, and watching yeah. Lilo and Stitch. Oh, so you didn't have to listen to no. whatever music they were trying to figure out? No. <laughs> I, if there even was music, which I'm oh. not entirely sure there was. Just hundreds of miles of silence. Uh, not – we didn't really – we the farthest we've ever driven together is like Orlando. Okay. Or that's, maybe even That's still like three hours. Tampa. Hi, Tara. I see Tara Callaghan. She's There's giving a me a peace sign me. or two things. Tara uh, from Teen Titans? No, she, that's a she's The one a in the very same. Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> we just we flew when we go to when we went Fair. to Maine. Okay. Did anybody play any instruments in the house growing up? You did. Just me. Just you. Just me. I was kind of all over the place. Um, it's is going to go into one of our three song stories stories, which is the titular story. It's in the- <laughs> um, but I used to play. Much to probably the uh, annoyance of my parents, the bass, which is a gigantic cello. Mm. Like, <laughs> yes. That's a stand-up bass. A stand-up bass. That is what I used to play for, what, like four years of my life? Which four years? Uh, middle school through like freshman year of yeah. high school. And um, yeah, it was loud. And alone, when you're practicing on a bass alone. <laughs> it's an accompaniment instrument. It like, is. <laughs> it is. But you have to practice it. Alone, yeah, and like I remember <laughs> hearing just I was playing, and then stop it <laughs> <laughs> at like 11 a.m. on a Sunday, so yeah, it was kind of annoying, but I really liked that. And then after that, I moved on to the electric guitar, yeah, which is a lot. I kind of went up to myself for the annoyance level, <laughs> uh. I had like about two summers worth of um, of like actual lessons mm-hmm. from our family friend named Keith, and he actually gifted me a red electric guitar and all of this like the speakers, the the amp. Mm-hmm. I still have those to those to its its day. Um, it's not entirely like functioning anymore. I think I'm just gonna listen. I'm not gonna live on campus next year if I'm gonna I'm gonna get it once I. Come back from Christmas, and I'm going to rock hard. All right. I'm going to try again. I just, no matter what instrument I played, my fingers were always bleeding. All right. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And you know what? After the first few weeks, those callus over and you're good to go. I was pretty good at playing bass. Well, yeah. My guitar skills are arguable, but hey, <laughs> practice makes perfect. A, yeah, and it's a good instrument to, you practice a little bit, you get good at it really fast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you could, Matrix-style, download Oof. an instrument you know, like mastery of an instrument into your brain, what would you immediately learn? Hmm. Uh, so like the, all of the skills that would come with it. Yeah, tomorrow you could play on any stage. I think 
bass guitar. Electric I, or stand-up? Mm, electric. I think that's what I'm – well, I mean, well, it's kind of cheating because I'm trying to learn it legit. Or like the oboe. Oboes are obscure. They're weird. They're weird. That's a weird instrument. And that is something I want to put on my resume. Okay. I can know how to play the oboe. (laughs) Hire Um, me, please. That is so ridiculous. This whole time I thought you said elbows, so I lifted my arm up and I was like, what? Elbow. Elbow music. Um, (laughs) There are stranger genres of music. Do you still play any? any, I mean. Nah, I'm just going to try. I want to pick up guitar. And I've said, I've said it. That I wanted to. It's on record. It's on record yeah. now. So thank you, Three Song Stories, <clears throat> for holding me accountable. All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's get to your first song. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, you wanted to do first the Game of Thrones. Yes, because that went song. into the bit to the bass playing thing. Sure. Um, so. Do you want to tell the story that goes along with it first, or do you want to listen? I want to listen to it first. It's oh, been a while. All right. It's been a while. All right. This is the original. Uh, opening to Game of Thrones off of the Game of Thrones soundtrack composed by Ramin Djawadi. I have the unique experience of playing that song before I have ever heard it. See, when Game of Thrones was big, Uh that was when I was in middle school. And obviously, Mm. obviously, my parents wouldn't allow me to watch it because it contained, you know, violence and sex. (laughs) Yeah. Yet they still gave me unlimited internet access, which is kind of counterintuitive. Anyways, my when that was big, my uh, band director at the time, he decided, why not? Let's just have the orchestra play that song. And that song is very tricky, especially for the bass, yeah. because we didn't have drums. So that oh, was us. You were percussive, basically. Like you had to carry the... Little bit, yeah. yep. Uh and I don't know if you have any experience coaching 14-year-olds about what to do. <laughs> it's not the easiest thing in the world. Mm-mm. And then all at the same time? Yes, all at the same time, all doing different things. I was one of three bass players carrying a probably 40, like, violin and viola, like, group. Do you guys have any cellos? Uh, barely, like, like how did, seven. Because like, that's the main, like, that's what's mm-hmm. driving that melody, right? Well... In our performance, yeah. it wasn't. What was it, it was violence? me. It was, it was oh, us. Really? Okay. Yeah, and that was very tricky because you went from bowing, as oh, you, you typically you do. Oh, you bowed on your base. Yes, oh, okay. to pizzicato, yeah. which yeah. is picking. Uh-huh. And you switched on that on a dime. Wow. Very tricky. And by the time of that concert slash performance, I don't remember what he called it, <laughs> we weren't ready. <laughs> Were you ready? Uh, Probably not. Okay. No. But... <laughs> As we got there, as we went out on like the the stage, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know the actual the multi-purpose room because it was a low-budget middle school production. Mm-hmm. As we went out on there in our fancy little suits, probably full of acne and voices that are still very much developing, um, we were all kind of antsy. But then we got up there, and when it was time to f- perform. We did it perfectly. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. It was <laughs> it was it gave me chills. It gave me what was it? Frision. Frision? Freezer? Frision. Uh, frision, yeah. As it was going on. It was so crazy to me mm. to be a part of that. And it was so good. It was 
not quite that quality of, you know, the professional. Not a symphony orchestra. Not a symphony orchestra, <laughs> no. But it was still very good. And yeah. that theme is objectively very iconic. Yeah. Very great. Some people think I'd have never watched the show. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. Doesn't interest me. I don't care about dragons and old people. <laughs> so, and old people. Yeah. And um, families just killing each but, other. But um, do you – I mean do you listen to that? Have you like casually or for your, for the enjoyment of the song itself? Do you listen it's to it? It's been a while but yeah. every so often I get the itch. Yeah. I, I get the itch to relive that moment of mm-hmm. I kind of – oh man, this is going to sound egotistical of me but – Oh, wow. I carried that. Yeah. Because objectively, I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. It's very tricky to, on a very heavy thing mm-hmm. with strings that are like as thick as a pencil. Yeah. To switch between bowing and suddenly mat, like warp your hand to the lower section and just and like a, And like a bass um, at that level, it's not like you're buying a kid bass. No. Mean, right? It's a, the same size instrument that an adult would yes, play. Yes, absolutely. But you're like 14. I'm like 14. So. I don't know how to handle myself. The amount of time like the tuning forks, yeah. have fa- I've it's slipped under me and crashed on my head. Yeah. I probably have <laughs> fractures up here. Like legitimately. Yeah. There's like a tuning fork sized hole in my brain, I think. <laughs> um, Absurd. Uh, was, I loved it. Would you say that that was your favorite performance memory? Or is no. That, have an, oh, it's another one. It's another one of those. Oh, stories. it's another one of these. We'll get back to that then. Um, as as a bassist. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't one-up that. All right. It was really good because it came out really, really well. Okay. Um, do you remember the first live music that you saw performed? <sighs> hmm. The first, like, kind of concert concert, which wasn't really a concert, was DNCE. It was at the Rose Bowl in uh, Miami, Florida, a fo- college football game. That was – I was in the nosebleeds. Could barely see him. Um, but that was the first experience I really had with a, with a band that had pyrotechnics and all that. Ooh. So I was just looking from very far, like almost to the back of the stadium, like going – Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, so a stadium uh, band experience uh, at, a, at a sporting event, not like – optimal for listening not optimal but no. did it do the job i mean like you i mean i have a new appreciation for their music which is generic yeah, pop cool. music <laughs> yeah not gonna lie it was cool um i don't really have that many live music experiences um what's me. what's one that's memorable a memorable one is uh well it's that and also a like Concert, if you can call a Christian band performing a concert, a concert. Depends on what happens around after or before the music. Oh, yeah. man. We passed around like tea. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a, a boring main venue. It was right by the coast. It was lovely. Full of silver, silver heads. Yeah. And, well, did you uh, remember the band? It was a Christian. Oh, man. I can scroll through my phone because yeah. I'm positive my mom has downloaded yeah, music from them. It's like what it's funny how both called? you and Patrick like, yeah, both experience Christian concerts. It's we're strange. <laughs> this is very similar to my, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a creaky broken old man compared to the two of you, but this is a very similar experience. I think it was Lauren dot. Oh God, how do you say that name? Lauren Diagel, Diagel. Uh, Daigle, let's say. If you're Lauren, struggling with it, then I had no chance. D-A-I-G-L-E? Is that yes. Right? Daigle, Daigle, yeah. Founder. 
let's say. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. That was cool. That was a very, like, relaxed experience. Sure. I've never been to, like, a mosh pit. It's okay. on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. But then COVID happened. Yeah, also <laughs> so, that. Um, so. Well, we'll get there. Um, that was what, nice. Um, how has your taste in music changed in the last, say, 10 years? In the last 10 years, I've gotten more experimental with it. Uh, there's – it got more EDM. There's mm-hmm. more electronic mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that I listen to more than ever. Uh, home Resonance, you ever listen to that? Don't think so, but – Well, it's it's your quintessential just electronic chill music. Cool. Jared will hear it from my room playing constantly. I think he's going to give us some right here. We'll see. Hold on. <laughs> this is a long ad. We're about to find out. Oh, man. The suspense is killing me. Yes. Yes. This is it. This is like one of my favorite pieces of music ever. Really? Yeah. What makes you like it so much? It's so good because just wait for it. It's Okay, never mind then. You do the thing I do in Razzle Dazzle. I just play like 30 seconds of it so we don't get sued. Uh, It's just very chill. Okay. It's something that will like calm my nerves, but also it'll get me to move a little bit. So um, the music kind of enforces its mood on you. Yes. You like that? Yeah. Cool. I'm very susceptible to music. (laughs) So the entire trend of like chill hop. And all of those streams on YouTube are yeah. pretty good for you. After like, I have a, like a long day, yeah. I can just you know relax, listen to it. We're gonna I'm gonna play a thing for you after that I showed Jared before the show, but I don't want to. I have it up and ready right now. Okay, let's um oh, yeah, shoot. let's go over it. Uh, so <laughs> this is the debut of this thing. Um, no, 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 this will just be in it. Um, oh, cool. So there's this artist uh, named uh, Takako Mamiya. Ooh. She is a Japanese, let's say, jazz pop artist cool. from the early 80s. She came out with like an album or maybe like two albums. Very very briefly produced music and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I stumbled on it about a week ago. Let's hear just like a little bit of it. Um, this is from the 82 album um, was it Love? Love Trip. Love Trip. And Oh yeah, I've heard this. I think this could I mean this could come out now. Oh yeah. Um, it'd be a hit now. It'd be a hit now. And well, and, and it kind of is a hit now. And this is why I find this really interesting because if you go to the YouTube videos of the album, the 40 minute, like the whole album, there's like a hundred and some odd thousand people have liked it. And it makes me hope that wherever <laughs> she is, that she's aware that like this album she made 40 years ago is today really popular. That's the power of music. It's really cool. And And so like I, one of the things about, modern technology is that we can reach back into the past for things that would have never like you'd have to walk into like a record store that happened to have one of the I don't know a couple hundred copies of it in the states probably Mm -hmm. and go oh look like what is this but instead everybody can just listen to it they can just click a link so um to some degree the same happens with Nirvana because we're still talking about never mind mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah almost two debt it's been more yeah, than they, two decades. Uh, they had a 20-year yeah. uh, anniversary. Um, Goodness what, 30 gracious. years? 30-year anniversary, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. I I think Nirvana is going to live on forever. Yeah. I hope Kurt lives on forever. There you go. Um, although, to well, be honest with you, I've listened to so many Nirvana songs. I don't like Nirvana anymore. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah. But you just come back around to it after a while. Absolutely. Um, speaking of um, you know, albums and stuff, when was the last time that you bought music that has a physical form? Oof. Uh, oh man, it's been so long. Uh, probably, oh goodness, okay, embarrassing. Uh, the soundtrack to Star Wars Episode Seven: A Force Awakens. You bought like the album album? Uh, it's like a CD. Yeah. 
I did it almost exclusively for Ray's theme. I had it for like a month and then I just it's gave it away. It's such a good theme. It's such a good theme and I just wanted it to own own it physically. And then after that month, I was like, the rest of it's not worth it. <laughs> I'll give it to somebody. <laughs> I'll give it to a bigger nerd than I, if one so exists. Mm. Do you often listen to music on – I mean, like, so you bought a CD. Yeah. Do you use the CD player? No, <laughs> I don't. Do, were you able That's... to listen to that, like, inside or, like, or was it in your car? Through like, my Xbox. On the X- Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah consoles play CDs, yeah. But that's a weird experience. You it's put a, a CD very in bizarre. your Xbox. Too. Yes. <laughs> um, do you listen to the radio in your car for music? Uh, every now and again, I always listen to Howard Stern. Okay. But then once there's commercials, because he has commercials, because obviously, yeah, I put it. on uh, Hits 1, which is So that's, I was going to say, Howard Stern is serious, right? It's only, it's satellite only. Mm-hmm. So there won't be anything you don't want. Like you, you switch over to a channel that has exclusive music that you yes. want. Yes. There's no like, well, I mean, with pop music, it can be really good. And then the next song will be mm. very annoying. Sure. Uh, that's what I believe. But, and then- I only have like three radio stations I go to. Howard, mm-hmm. Hits 1, mm-hmm. 80s on 8. And if, <laughs> Just like your dad? Yes. <laughs> 80s on 7. Yeah, it's the evolution. So you, you know what your kid will be? They'll be, you know. They'll be 90s. 90s on 9, I guess. Okay, I'll allow it. That's, All right. As long as it's not 2000. 2000s on noons? Uh, th- those will be my grandkids. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um. <laughs> There's always something good playing on uh, those three stations. Uh. Do you are you a big fan of um, music specifically made for video games or from video games? I love video game music. I also think it's cool that video games implement music from the real world, mm-hmm. like what Life is Strange does. But music made for video games is is so iconic. Every single Halo theme is amazing. Yeah, Marty O'Donnell. Marty O'Donnell did not have to go that hard. Yeah. But he did. Flexed on the whole world. He flexed on the entire world. And there's a reason that there was the trend of just guys in high school going to the bathroom and singing the Halo theme. It was great. It's honestly, Halo's the best uh, video game series for music. I don't have to explain why. Just listen to some Halo soundtrack. Even if you don't play video games, even if you don't know what a video game is, it's just kind of that epic orchestral and then that actiony rock that I love so much. So there's this great I'm a big uh proselytizer for one of the songs on the second game's soundtrack that is well, in a level um it's by Incubus. The song's called Follow and in the game there's no words of course right it's just like the the it's like an instrumental version of it but the real song is really incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is so this is the the same kind of Gregorian chant stuff in the Oh yes. One. But this one has I like the time signature in this and I like the vocal harmonies that that Incubus kind of uses in their other music in this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Halo 2. It's so iconic. I I think that this is an, a super interesting track that you could put on the radio. Oh yeah. And people would dig it. And the fact that it's in a game is it like was made for mm-hmm. a soundtrack for a video game. It's same can be said for the main theme. Same can be said for Never Forget. Yep. Both versions. Same can be said for Breaking the Covenant. Yep. Jesus, Marty. There's, I love you. He just, he's an animal. 
He's an animal. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like the work that he did on Destiny. Yes. Well. I've never played Destiny, though. The, my you, could, you could just listen to the soundtrack. You'd get it. You'd okay, get a good. Kick out of it. Um, all right. So I know the answer to this, but for the record, are you into musicals, Joe? Oh, I kind of – I'm literally in a musical. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I have to be. Um, first of all, what musical are you in right now? Well, not right now. I've well, been what, in – yeah, I've is... been in – in the past, I've been in a musical called 13, which is what my second story uh, is from. But I've also been in another musical when I was like 10. Oh, man. It was a American Revolution musical. And I was a singing and dancing Minuteman. I mean, those are popular right now. Those like, are, yeah. A, I mean, there's this no, little this play bef- called Hamilton. Yeah, that was before that, <laughs> so it was even more obscure. You may have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were uh, you were a, a Minuteman. I was a Minuteman with a with a cardboard shotgun and yeah. a microphone. Okay. It was the strangest experience. <laughs> I often think back to it, and if it weren't for photo evidence, I would have assumed it was a bad dream. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, do, you, do you like going to them or watching them? I'll watch if there's a chance that, um, yeah, there's not really that many theater venues here that my people my age play at. Whenever there's a FGCU play, I always go to it at least once. Cool. I used to work at a theater, like a theater theater that mm-hmm. played plays. I was a janitor. <laughs> and... Um, Obviously, I would do all my work as the show is going on because that's when none of the people in the lobby and I can clean up the horrible mess that those animals left. <laughs> and I would always kind of listen to what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Not often it were they musicals, but still, when they were, I was kind of enthralled and glued to the door, which means I maybe lacked on you know some of my responsibilities there. But for but art. it's been two years. It was for art. It's been two years. Um, Three. Right, well, Jesus. Well, let's well let's do let's do your second song here because I want to hear about this. Do you want to talk about being in this play or do you want to listen to the song? And... Well, here's the little intro for this song. But that before I'm in a, I was in this musical called Thirteen. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about me that multiple teachers and um, people have have taught me over my entire life. I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few people in the world that f- that literally can't sing, that do not have the ability to sing. And I've t- been told from multiple sources, I'm one of those people. You're special. That You're can't sing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't also sing, a nor can I whistle. So I guess maybe somewhere along the lines my vocal cords weren't the greatest. <laughs> But I can't sing. You can hear well, though, because if you like to play, you have to have tonal mm-hmm. like resonant. You have to be able to hear a note well. Yeah, that's that comes from my musical training. Yeah, but I can't sing okay. though. But you were in a musical. I was in a musical, and I kind of really only did it for no reason reason other than spite, <laughs> just to see that I could. Okay, and I did. So can we play it now, please? Yeah, let's Mr. hear it. Jared. Yeah, so this is um, Bad Bad News from uh, <laughs> 13 the Musical, first performed in 2007. How did it go? Okay, so there was four vocalists there. Mm-hmm. I, the, in the version that was just played, my version was sung by a female. Okay. You know that yeah, that lasted that 10 long, seconds? Yeah, that yeah. was me. Wow, did you hit that note? Yes. Did you hold it? Yes. Wow. And did you I talk? You can sing. Ugh. You can. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Yeah. But here's the thing. I went out there and I did that part. 
that extremely difficult yeah. part, which I reenacted I saw for you, you doing in, it the here studio, in the studio, yeah. just for you, a oh, rare no. encore performance. Hey. And I literally had to brace myself <laughs> because my lungs didn't have that capacity. So I've been told, but guess what? I did it. I I did it. What? What was it? Four or five performances. Wow. Five times. Oftentimes, like a few nights in a row. So it seems like you thrive on spite. You just gotta I like thrive get, on just, spite. You know, sing angry and then you're I, good to go. Oh, I was so angry and I was so happy. <laughs> yeah. That was such a great memory of being on stage with three of. Yeah, it was three vocalists, and there was some person back. Did you ever get the mid-note cheer for that note? Oof. I probably – I don't remember. You should have done I, it for a couple more measures then. I should have. going, and I then they start to going. I definitely got a few, like, I can't believe he did that wow. because people know me and my voice. And I <laughs> yeah. I did it as high-pitched. How old were you? Were I was 17. Your voice was this, probably pretty low. By my then. voice was the same as it is right now. Wow! I mean, that's yeah. a, several octaves higher than your it singing is. voice. Wow! Wow! Well done, sir. It was amazing. Um, I also had another singing part, but that was in that musical. But it was uh, in Hebrew. Also, I couldn't. I didn't. I was uh, my speaking voice just louder. Okay, that was the only <laughs> song. Bad news was the only song that I had to. Learn how to sing mm. to sing, okay. and I did it, and I think I did it very well. Yeah, as my old, th- I think my old theater people that uh, would really think I did fine. Yeah, I think so too. I'm still in contact with a lot of them. Speaking of uh, theater people and your voice, um, every year I teach a voice acting class with Garrett Vandermeer, um, where we teach voice acting for theater students here at the university, um, for especially for voice acting, like recording it. Um, are you still into that? Interested in that? Like that was a okay. So it was nice to meet you through that experience. <laughs> yeah. Although it was the strangest thing ever because that was the first class af- uh, after COVID. So it yeah. was a voice acting Our, yes, class. Yes, the one you did. Yeah, that's right. Over Zoom. Yeah, we did the lectures <laughs> on the computer, and then we'd meet in the studio for the recording yes. stuff. Yeah. I think that worked very well. Mm-hmm. As strange as the circumstances mm-hmm. were, I thought your lessons were very useful oh, and. I guess technically through my work through podcasts and mm-hmm. now in broadcast, now that I'm doing stuff for WGCU, it kind of translates over. Yeah. A lot of the fundamentals carry. Um, Just minus all of the wackiness. Yeah. You know, but it's good to have the tools. <laughs> it's good to have the tools yeah. to be wacky. Um, speaking of uh, the podcast, uh, how did you get involved in Razzle Dazzle? I wanted – it was – Oh, you're expecting a grand story of, no, of finding each other happened. and finding purpose. I just wandered into a room one day, and and it was the Eagle Production, Eagle Media Production Room, and I wanted to do something for them, and I said, "Hey, I uh, I uh, want to try something. I want anything you want to give me, I'll give it a shot." Jared was also in that room at the exact same time. No correlation. Was he, so, was he already your roommate? No, he was not. Okay. We didn't know stranger. each other. Okay. Complete stranger in a Ben 10 jacket. Yeah. Who was who was station manager at the time? Was it Shelby? Was it, it Abby? It was uh, Abby. It was who Abby. Who was also one of the students. Yes, I think, in the who, class. who runs it. And um, But I think you were talking to Shelby. I was talking to somebody. I think it was then, Shelby. And then that person was like, okay, uh, Jared, come here. You need an editor? Here he is. And that's how it started. <laughs> that's how we got – we introduced uh, each other and then – he did this whole pre-interview uh, to it. So, and it's I, always uh, fun. Apparently, I passed because yeah. here I am. Yeah. 
and uh, I've just been doing it for, oh my God, it's going to be two years now. Just about two years. <laughs> just yeah. about two years. And then through that, I became a editor for another podcast, How to Cry Monster here at Eagle mm-hmm. Radio, mm-hmm. that uh, my responsibilities aren't too different from Razzle Dazzle. I'm just the guy behind the board and I edit the episodes afterwards. Okay. And I always put in a bit of witty charm into yeah. it. I, Is that a gig that you'd see yourself doing? Like you, you're into that kind of work? I am. Cool. I am. I like it. I um, like it a lot. Uh, so considering I'm, now I'm confused cause I was, I was sure that this was going to be one answer for this question, but now I don't know after that. Um, do you karaoke? <laughs> uh, professionally? No. If, uh, is it an activity that you're comfortable doing or have enjoyed yes. in the past? Yeah. Yes. What's your go-to song? Uh, or if you had to go right now, like with no preparation. Something by Pompeii. I Tequila. don't remember what it's time. <laughs> Tequila. Tequila. Yes. Uh, Italian songs, because I'm an Italian person. I, I like Pompeii, yeah. Okay, hold on. What's this song called? Is it? Oh, man. This I is think it's just, those... yeah, it's, oh, I thought Pompeii was up? the band, and it was, oh, it, the, the song, song is called Pompeii. Pompeii yeah. And, um, oh, geez. Uh, Viva La Vida, which is the, that song that's like. It's a Coldplay song. Yes, yeah. Coldplay. Uh-huh. That one is within my vocal range. I can do that. It's very slow. Mm-hmm. I can read. I'm not that good of a reader. <laughs> okay. But uh, I can I can keep up with All that. All right. Um, if you could broadcast a song into the head of every person in the world, uh, into their heads at the same time, what would you choose? Uh, home Residence. <laughs> that one. Share the chill. Oh, man. Or the Halo theme. Ooh. Jeez. Both would. Both would. Oh, my goodness. Both would bring about world peace. Uh, I think everybody just needs to chill out. There are too many people in this world taking things way too seriously. So home by resonance. All right. Home by resonance. Go listen. Um, Go listen to it. It is amazing. Right. Uh, if you had to guess, uh, what would you say is a song that you've listened to the most times in your life? If you had to guess. Uh, hmm. The song from the musical that we just played, Bad News, mm. comes out very oftenly. I sometimes just scroll through shuffle until one of those songs plays. But like specifically... Something that I always kind of go back to is um, "Come as You Are," yeah. Nirvana. Yeah, I um, I sometimes I get the itch. I get the itch to listen to a very specific song. More often than not, it's Nirvana, and more often than not, it's "Come as You Are." Okay. So, is there a song that you billions. avoid listening to because of a memory that you associate with it? Um, no. Here's the thing: if I have some bad uh, memories associated with music, but I'm of the mindset that you can't avoid it. Your emotions, you should just, you know, rip off the Band-Aid and face it. Sometimes it's better to express your emotions rather than bottle them up and keep them inside. So when those songs come on, you catch the memory anyway, but you just kind of... I do, and I get, I get the, um, I guess, the gut reaction of changing the channel, Yeah, but then I don't. What's one of those? You don't have to tell the story, but like, what's one of those songs? Uh, one of those songs is, oh, goodness gracious, so silly, so very silly. It doesn't come on the radio. 1-800-STANLEY-STEAMER. <laughs> oh, the jingle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. We don't have, you want to tell it or do you want to? No. Wanna, okay, we don't. No. <laughs> just, the, <laughs> your head's on your, in, oh your, my on your, God. your face is in your hands. It's so stupid because I thought, I was thinking about it. Yeah. 
I should have a better answer than that. No, but it's I don't. a good answer. No, because it's how, it shows how really effective that is. Like it's a jingle, and it it's still a does jingle, that, so. right. and it's stuck in my head, but not in a good way. Right. Um, are there any bands or musicians um, that you think maybe our listeners might not be aware of that you think should just get a moment in the sun right now? Like you just want to say, Smashing Pumpkins. I think not, peop, I think people probably have heard of Smashing Pumpkins. I'm aware, but they should be they should hear of it more. Okay, or oh, Rob so. Zombie. Oh, b- Rob, both both top tier triple A performances. They need though. to be they need to be top 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 tier. Oh, I though. see. Okay, they need to be household right, names. So for those of you who have never heard of Smashing Pumpkins, I guess go look there, it up. <laughs> people of our generation haven't. That's fair. I keep forgetting that yeah. there are younger people who might not have. Okay, and I um, pull my hair out every time. All right. Um, if you could see any band or musical performer, living or dead, uh, live in mm. concert right now, who would you go see? Hmm. Everything goes back to Nirvana for me, but I think I want to see uh, Twenty One Pilots is very, very good, very like. So if you could see them instead of Nirvana, oh no, hell no! Oh well, then hell that's not no. your answer. Hell no, Nirvana is my answer. But okay. living, it's Twenty One. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, I think Hail. it's time for your third song. Ooh, the Feelies one. The Feelies one. So, um, do you want to tell the story, or do you want to listen and then talk about it? What do you want to do? Uh, this little intro I'll give sure. is that I think around 2014 is when this song came out, and it was everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, that, and uh, I guess you can start playing it now. All right, this is Out of My League by Fitz and the Tantrums off of their 2013 album, More Than Just a Dream. This song is important to me because it is uh, the song that came out that I will forever associate with my first date. Ever. Ever. Wow. Flashback to when I was 13 years old. This, that is, that coincides with the time that this song was everywhere. And... Um, we were going to Germain Arena. That's what it was called then. It's mm. the skating rink. I think it's called Hertz. 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 Tico. It's been T- lots of oh things. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It will forever be Germain Skating yeah. Arena. Yeah. because It's an ice rink real close to the university here. So me and this person, we decided to go skating as 13-year-olds. And on the way there, in the backseat of our friend's mom's car, that song came on on the radio. That was – and it's a pretty nice song. It's very catchy. I like I liked it. I remember in that moment enjoying that song. But then again, it was everywhere. Mm. It was, you know. Yeah. I didn't really think anything of when it. When you started it, I was like, I don't know this song was everywhere. I didn't recognize it. And then as well, soon as the th- is like 20 seconds in, I was like, oh yeah, this was everywhere. Right. <laughs> right. For better or for worse, it was everywhere. But then, uh we played in the car, then it ended. It was a pretty long drive. And then we got to our um got to the date, got to the skating rink. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. As bad as most first dates go, I think this one takes the cake. I was falling all over myself. I couldn't I didn't tie my skate on correctly. I'm sure if I look hard enough at my knee, the scar is still there. But and it was, you know, I'm pretty sure the date even ended with me asking, can I hold your hand? <laughs> no, wait, wait. You're from the Northeast? I am. You Pretty competent skater. I, I should be. I no. should be. But no. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's why I thought it would be a good idea. Okay. Was, um, it, was it very charming? 
that they were a better skater than yeah, me? Yeah. I think so. Okay. But as they were skating and watching me, you know, bust my ass and look a fool. Look a fool. The song played again. <laughs> the song played again. Because it was on everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was playing on the very crappy, like, uh, speakers for a hockey game. <laughs> yeah. So it was came out all distorted and... Underwater kind of, yeah. It sounded like it was underwater. But then, as it was playing, uh-huh. I got my ass back to my feet. Yeah. And I looked around at the group of friends that I was with. Yes. And it was a pretty magical moment in that I finally felt, I guess for the first time ever... Uh, like I belong. Hey. I don't, I'm not in contact with any of those members, any of those friends anymore. Hmm. But still, I'll forever hold like seeing all their faces smiling and laughing, maybe at my expense. Sure. And feeling like together and just kind of having a good time. I think if you can, if you're with friends who are laughing even at your expense and you can still feel like like you're at home. Yes. Then that's a group of friends. Like that's that's yeah. real friends because that's... people who can laugh at you and you don't feel attacked by that mm-hmm. is pretty pretty special. And laugh with you about it too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like right. It's if you're in front of people who you can enjoy um, the the things like your imperfections, mm-hmm. then those are people you can be around. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And this this uh, admitting this part may okay. get me into trouble. Oh well. I will forever. Whenever I'm with someone. Uh-huh. I have a romantic interest in. Uh-huh. I will play the song for them. Ah. I will just kind of, I want to share the experience of that with them. They mm. obviously won't get the same feeling I will, but I just want that to be a kind of shared thing. I want that to be like our song. Now, uh, as Jared may be able to attest, I'm a bit of a he heartbreaker. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so, he's a so, pimp. Okay. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. But Jared did. Jared did. So his <laughs> words, not my own. Okay. So I've played that song for a few people. Okay. Um, And uh, I think it's an important, like, stepping stone. I think, like, if we get to that point in our relationship, mm. like, I'm like mm-hmm. a trained dog. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. This right? Is, yeah, okay. So I just want to share that. It's a beautiful song. Uh, it's one of the things that I can move to. What's the term? Frisier? Frisian. Frisian. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, some people have, you know, like if they, once they make food for you, like if they cook a home meal. Or, yeah, Joe. <laughs> right. Or if um, maybe the first time they go on a road trip with you, like for for you, it's the, here's the song. Like, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Except that's, for Joe a lot. Beautiful. That's nice. Yeah. You used to. Now it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you were a professional wrestler, what music would be your walk-on music. Vampire music. I think... Is that the name of a song? Uh, oh, specific. <laughs> a specific song. <laughs> I mean, there song. probably is. To be fair, there probably is a song called... Maybe Vampire. something like Claire de Lune or something like that. Classical. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Because, because I think in my mode of storytelling, mm-hmm. there always has to be a heel, a, a villain. Well, you need a heel. In uh, uh, you need a heel in wrestling. Yeah. And I think I would play that part very well. Okay. So, but to classic, but Claire de Lune, play, Jared, kind of, could put, put up Claire de Lune. <laughs> I may not remember Claire de Lune. I, it, that's ultimate. <laughs> that's, that is possible. It's soothing <laughs> in a way that few songs are. Soothing, but it can be unsettling. I, <laughs> Oh, probably not a great like a, wrestling like a, fit. Like a diamond commercial, like a <laughs> jewelry commercial. Yeah. You know? um, 
Although, but I could like see myself giving a monologue over this. Sure. I, okay. That's well, thing that maybe we can tie do. it in. What would be your wrestler name then? Oof. Uh. <laughs> hmm. Caesar. Caesar. Okay. I've been getting into Caesarian history recently for right no on. reason. Just, for no reason. reason. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, okay. I think. And I'm Italian. Got to go. represent. No reason. Didn't didn't uh, a Roman. Halo skin thing like recently released? That was that was like weeks ago, bro. Oh, okay. So <laughs> coincidental. Yeah, no. That was coincidental. It was um, not because of that. Okay. Well, I was I'm glad you picked that. I was going to I had in the back pocket Sugar Daddy just in case. <laughs> I like Caesar. Um if you were if Jesus. if if um if a bartender was to make a drink named after you uh like inspired Oof. by you, what would they make? Uh, I'm not an alcohol person. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. It, it okay. It's a it's a red solo cup filled with M and M's. Man, I kind of don't want to let that in, but that's really good. Because when I used to pre in a pre COVID world, I was a freshman in college, and you needed to carry. And I yeah. needed and I, I went to parties more often than not just just to see what's going on. I'm not a huge party person, nor do I drink. So what I would do is I just bring a or I guess I'd carry around a little tube. Of mini M&M's. Yeah, the, I know the tubes. Yeah. Get a red Solo cup and put them in that and pretend I was drinking. There you go. Cheers. Now and I to... would just have a mouthful of M&M's. So I'm I'm going to make an executive decision. Normally we let you name it. But considering that the drink is it's full perfect. of M&M's. It's perfect. It's the sugar daddy. That's the name of your drink. <laughs> Damn it, Jared. Yeah. I so this was I on you, it. bro. You, yeah. You Listen, you put M&M's in the I cup. Did. I have to call it that. I did. Um, the sugar daddy special. Um... Sugar Daddy by Joe. How about that? If you could only, <laughs> if you could only listen to one album again, um, what would you listen to? One album. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so there is a Twenty One Pilots album that I really, really like. Is it, do you mind if I look up the Not name of it? Not at all. Okay. All right. We explicitly ask oh, you. Oh, never mind. It would be Epic Rap Battles of History, <gasps> season three. Spectacular. Oh, I think I have that in my car on a yep. CD, just like as I burned them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think season three was its peak. Oh, uh, that's fair. That was the one with that, Deadpool and Boba Fett. Is that also Bill Gates and um, uh, Steve Jobs? I believe so. That's they don't a good really. Season. They. And yeah. it's not. Oh, okay. Hold on. I can actually look. What? Season three isn't available anymore. <laughs> what the I mean, heck? I mean, on YouTube. What? No, I'm looking on Apple Music. I know. Want season one, two, and then four? What the heck? It's because oh it's because Steve Jobs is in. Well, three. that was <laughs> that was in two. <laughs> oh, wasn't two? Okay. Uh, yeah, season three. Okay, easy. I love your answer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna look up something serious, but no. Yeah. Um, epic. Rap battles. If you could hear any song for the first time again, what song would it be? Oof. Um, hmm. Okay. So, uh, bringing it back to video games, I'm on a video game podcast. Mm. If I could get the feeling of, of finishing Life is Strange over again, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Because the ending uh, song, I think it's for both endings, is um, Obstacles by Sid Matters. It's a very sad song because at the end of that game, you have to make a Sophie's Choice. Right. Kill a, kill an entire town or kill your uh, 
your new found your newfound best friend slash lesbian lover, just, uh, depending on your choices in the game. Right. Uh, if I could like relive that, I would really want to because mm-hmm. it was one of those things that was kind of introspective. Video games are how I get a lot of my philosophy. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I like to expose myself to a lot of different viewpoints about how I should live my life and how I should care for others. And Life is Strange was kind of that for me about what friendship really means and that people, believe it or not, people aren't perfect. They're going <laughs> to let you down. Spoiler gonna, alert. Yeah, yeah, people are not perfect. And uh, I think if I could do that again, I probably will do that again with the remastered thing, but it won't be the same. You've played it already. I yeah. have played it again. Yeah. It's and hard. Just, it's hard to recapture that moment. And uh, that's why I'm working to invent a time machine. <laughs> I saw it just for that moment. Just go again. All right. Just go again. Um, it was great. What was your process for choosing your three songs? My three song stories, um, Jared was specific when he, uh, or no, Patrick was specific when he told me about this, that they shouldn't be songs that you just like. Absolutely. You, you shouldn't, you know, I have a lot of songs I just enjoy for no other reason, like uh, Mr. Brightside. Uh, right. Don't have a special reason for it. And uh, people who recommended me this were to think of like specific mem- specific memories. So, and then I ruled it down from there. I wanted to include something from my base days. So, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. I wanted to include uh, something the uh, from the musical. Bad news is objectively the best song in that musical. That's a. I I hope I don't age myself. It's a banger. It's a banger. It is absolutely. I'm killing Jared. He's dying. <laughs> no, I just think it's funny. I love it. It is a banger. I yeah. love it. Um, and obviously, since I have um, out of my league, with I have that memory with Mm-mm. a lot. It's of, a prime example. I think it's a prime example of what a three song story should be. So I think I I think I had a pretty good selection. You yeah you did great. It's all over the place. Uh, okay. Uh, what would you tell your uh, or sorry, what would your fourteen-year-old self think of you today? I think he'd be proud. I think he'd think that I'm handsome. <laughs> At that age, I was, uh, I was, I was just as hairy, but I was like, I was like um, skinnier than Jared, just as short. Um, it was if. If you merge Jared and I together, that's what I would look like at the age of 14. But shorter, and my arms were long as hell. Are you like a gawky I was, Italian kid? Oh, yeah. I was, and I had glasses. Yeah. And then I had braces, I think. Ooh, oh, my goodness. Just a checklist. Oh, my. I was a, I was a Simpsons character when I was 14 years old. Well, you've long, you long bottomed then. Yeah. If, you, if you're familiar oh, with Jesus. the verb. Like, yeah. Um, what would you tell him? If you could talk to him for a second, if your time machine works out and you could tell him something. I would tell him to uh, keep playing the guitar. I would, <laughs> I would tell him to just keep it up. You could reap the benefits of him, but of his he, discipline. Or I would tell him that, or I just tell him, hey man, it's going to be all right. Cool. Because I remember stressing a lot as a kid. And then, and then I, I've recently learned that you should not do that. Go with the flow. Right on. All right. Um, it's time to recommend three people who you'll share the podcast with. Who uh, once it releases, and you think they'd make good guests? So, um, Mr. Ryan Bell, he is a student. Ryan of, Bell. Uh, well, yeah, he's a student with Jared and mm-hmm. I. He's a he was featured on WGCU, I think, twice now. 
probably going to be three times by the time this airs and, you know, mm-hmm. he would get on to record. Uh, he's just – he's a senior. He's going to graduate in, like, May. I think he's uh, kind of a low-key kind of go-with-the-flow kind of guy. And I think he has a lot of interesting stories. Um, my second um, person who said they probably wouldn't actually want to but they were, like, interested – I just gotta like you know you know push them off the cliff. Well, we're calling them out here on. We're this calling show, them so. out. Um, a good friend from my theater days. Ugh. Her name is. Oh man, I don't know if I want to call her out for real. You know what? Screw it, Madeline McGowan. She's a uh, she lives in Tennessee right now, but her well, family's down here, we can, and we can we can arrange that. that. Yeah. Uh, she's just a very interesting person. She's like me in a lot of ways. Uh. We sh- we share those that memory of thirteen together. She was she can actually sing, so <laughs> not just the one note, not just the one note. <laughs> so um, I think she I think just hearing her she's been on Razzle Dazzle. Um, okay, I think hearing her would be pretty cool. Well, that would just keep that trend going. People on Razzle Dazzle just can come on here. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then, I agree. Jared and Tara thumbs up from yep. the control room. So. And then my third and probably most likely to actually be on the show mm-hmm. is uh, a professor here named Mr. Cribs, Mr. Judson Cribs. Judd Cribs. We've been trying to get him on. That's a ba- that's an uphill battle. I'll let you. I'll let you. That counts. You, this it, is just one more person who's committing to yelling at Judd to come in and be on the well, show. Yeah, I already. Tara says he has to do it. So Tara Callahan well, says you have to do it. I already like sent him an email like earlier this semester about it, and he's like, "Yeah." I asked. I asked him yesterday. Continue. Just keep stacking the just pressure. Just keep stra- yeah. stacking it. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> Joe, any final thoughts for us? It's great. This is a really interesting concept. And if, I think everybody should be on this show. I think there should be three song stories, Detroit, three song stories, New York. I like this so much. This is great. Cheers to that. Yeah. Thanks. We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is co-creator and host. Richard Chinqui is co-creator, host, and producer. Tara Callaghan is our online content producer and host. Chris Duffus is our executive producer. This episode was engineered by Jared the Intern Gonzalez. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, I'm going all the way back to episode number 72 with Robert Green. Still our number one most downloaded episode of all time. I'm mostly thinking about Robert right now, because his episode is up for our radio broadcast this week, and we're just really excited to share his stories with our radio audience. As far as his song, I'll let him tell the story. And man, I had on my Converse All-Star sneakers, I had on my Levi Strauss jeans, nice belt, polo. I know I look good, but she <laughs> looked good too, so she was interested. And um, that was it. I never, I said hello. And I said, well, where are you from? Because she sounded different. And she said, Philadelphia. And I said, man, I need to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> but um, I never got a chance to speak to her again. Really? That's it. And that was, I believe, the love of my life, man. I was, it was just clean. It was just, it, it was there. And uh, I think God has something to do with that, too. So uh, that that record came out, uh, Marvin Gaye. They had a lot of hits, but that one 
uh, came out when I was 13. And, uh, and every time I hear it, I remember the experience I had in downtown Shreveport. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. I told myself I wasn't going to say this on NPR radio, but you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I would like to keep it clean.